0: Hello everyone, I'm Elizabeth and I'm Luke. Luke is going to be a little more behind the scenes today, but we have someone so special here with us. This person has been very close to our family for over 14 years now and is like a sister to me. We have so many wonderful memories from growing up together. I think our friendship probably started playing in and around the tree in between our houses Um, it was the perfect climbing tree had this one long low branch that we could either climb up on or throw a blanket over and make a fort underneath until it was tragically struck by lightning and we had to take it down i think we all cried that day so anyway we would like to introduce you to dana lopez hello everyone dana you have such an amazing story and testimony it's exciting to see what God is doing through you. He's using you to impact so many lives and we wanted to share that with our listeners. So Dana, let's start with who you are and just talk a little bit about your upbringing,
1: your family, how we know each other, all of that. Yeah, so I'll take it back all the way to the beginning in 1998. Just kidding, just (laughs) kidding. We'll start a little bit to where we met. Um, So yeah, like, thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm really excited to kind of be here and just what the Lord has to speak through me and kind of share my story and the different components. But I guess a little bit about me and like how we met is I want to say it was back in 2000. Elizabeth, correct me, when your family moved here. I know that I was 10 and you were... Seven. Seven, yeah, yeah, so that would have been
0: looped oh, to the mouth. <laughs> oh eight,
1: oh, wait. Yes. okay, yeah. So back in '08, um, you guys moved in next door, like directly in between. Um, and so that's kind of how I met you guys, um, just living so close. And then, kind of, my story in my family is I'm the youngest of three older brothers. Um, I have two absolutely amazing parents um, that are extremely hardworking and have just taught me so much and led me um, through my life. But I think something that's really important to note about my story is that I had kind of a little bit of an untraditional growing up. Like, I didn't really grow up in a church, um, and my background when it came to faith was something more like i would say culturally catholic and i like to make that distinction between like Catholic and culturally Catholic is my dad is Hispanic. And so it was common in that culture to just say you were Catholic, to not actually go to church or maybe just go on Easter and Christmas. And so, you know, as a family, we said we were, but we didn't really talk about church at all through the week or go on Sundays. It was just those big pivotal moments. Um, And so that's kind of how I grew up until the time in which I met you guys when I was 10, and things kind of started to change and develop over the years.
0: So when would you say your spiritual journey started? Like what brought you to the moment of decision to make Jesus your savior?
1: Yeah. That's a great question. And it's something I reflect upon a lot, actually, um, because my story's so different. Um, and I think especially, you know, you guys growing up in a Christian home and having that mm-hmm. be embedded from such a young age. It's it's so wild to reflect and think that before the age of 10, when I met you guys, just the concept of the Lord in the church is just not something I thought about on a daily. Mm. It does not mean that the Lord was not present. Clearly, he was in my right. life and doing so many different things to try and point me in that direction. But it's just wild, the concept and the thought I didn't have. You know, like I thought about so many earthly things and desires, even at such a young age. Um, but it wasn't until I met you guys, because, um, you know, we're in the Midwest. It's a lot different different to be a Christian. It's not as, you know, it's, it's common in certain circles, but it's not as much. And so it was really when I met you guys and just saw how deeply embedded it was in your family, not only a core value, but something that you guys lived on the daily and brought it into every facet of your life. It wasn't just, you know, a small segment. It was truly like your call to it mission came up in conversation and... exactly and it was your call to mission it was what your mom had devoted her work to your dad you know in transition and all these different things and so I think that just really intrigued me and I think at first it just started off as a hmm what is this they're really nice you know like I think it started like that and um, as you guys know, like there was just a lot of chaos and instability in my home. And so I think I just craved something that felt safe and brought Mm -hmm. me peace. And so I think that was, you know, but now in reflection, I think that was just truly the Lord, like drawing me in and knowing that I needed peace and comfort in that moment. And so I would love to say at the age of 10, when I met you guys that like, it was that instant, you know, like I, my heart Mm -hmm. changed for the Lord, but as you guys can attest and surely your mom I bet she'll pop on like can attest that I think it was years of constant yeah. like praying and for my heart to like truly shift um and it not just be this like kind of concept but like truly changing yeah.
0: a relationship a exactly deep understanding of not just Jesus wants to be my savior but also he loves me he wants to be my bridegroom he wants to be my everything not just my Sunday you know exactly just not like a checkbox
1: you do just because you know and like I love that you mentioned that too because I think I'll touch on this probably later but I think something that really changed for me too is like I think initially looking at the Lord as like the king which he is Mm. but there was so much emphasis on that and being like Wait, but the oh, Lord is also a father, too. And like yes. the beauty within that of the mm-hmm. different facets and capacities More personal. to him. Exactly. And so I think that was one another thing, too, that I loved and saw within you guys is, you know, like I said, going to Catholic church maybe once or twice a year. It's like there was so much stress on like this king and this ruler and not this personal it was relationship. Yes, but seeing that, no, like the Lord is our father father and like the gaps within our earthly families or fathers like the lord is so much greater than that and redeems that and fits and meets all those needs
0: what do you think was one of your biggest stepping stones that helped you come to jesus i know you covered that a little bit but like what was the thing that got you to all right now i'm ready to make a decision to make jesus the lord of my life
1: yeah, and I think it's a great question, and I, I think it's something I, the concept of testimony and, like, what is that moment, I th- I think sometimes it's difficult because mm-hmm. I think it adds a start and a finish, yeah. and sometimes it's, like, it's not that, you know, the story of our salvation and our journey with the Lord is, like, it's a constant walking thing, mm-hmm. and so sometimes I think it's, it's a puzzle, hard. not just exactly one whole thing. Right, and so I think sometimes it's hard to be, like, what was that, you know, moment, yeah. And so when I was kind of reflecting, I think the biggest thing for me is the concept of like discipleship. And I truly experienced that from your family of just not only like sharing these ideas with me, but like truly walking alongside with me for years and mm-hmm. continuing to. Like I am 24 now yes. and that was 14 years ago. Like that's wild. And like I said prior, like it wasn't this automatic shift and mm-hmm. change. Um, and so I think what really chose for me to like my heart to shift and change was just that constant and that love that you guys showed me even when we weren't you know always just talking about the Lord but just through actions and through like Mm -hmm. service and through like supporting me um I think just that love that I was like craving for so much that like earthly things and people couldn't I Mm -hmm. think that made me be like there has to be more. Like, and I was just... I If there was one stepping stone, I think it would just be the desire and the search for something more. Mm-hmm. I feel like there were so many just, like, moments. Mm-hmm. Um, It wasn't, like, one specific, like, shift, you know? Yeah, I just yeah and that's what I think I struggle with is that there wasn't I don't know if I would say one specific moment Mm -hmm. I think there's just so many things in my life that was just like building yeah pointing to that and just me being so lost and having like no purpose because you know for me when I didn't believe in anything greater it was just like what like what is Mm. everything matter what What is is the purpose of life why am I here yes and so I think I was just constantly searching for Mm. something And the only thing to fill that was the Lord. Right, right. We all have a God-shaped hole in our hearts
0: that we try to fill with everything but Him and He's the only one that'll fit it. Right. What is something that you have learned or experienced that greatly impacted your relationship with Jesus?
1: Um, The thing that I've learned or experienced from the Lord recently is my whole life in the past six months has just completely shifted. And so mm-hmm. just to give context to the listeners, like... I had been living in Nashville, Tennessee for six and a half years. Um, I had an amazing community. I went there um, for college, go bisons, lips come (laughs) through and through. Um, But I had gone there for college and really made this life for myself, Mm. you know, surrounded by godly Christian friends, a great job that I was so proud of, a home that I lived in that was so secure. Um, But... I was relying too much on myself. You were comfortable. Exactly. I was comfortable and I was loving that life. um, But I just felt this itch and this, I truly believe that the Lord speaks to me a lot in feelings and physical ailments. Mm -hmm. And I think he gets me in my stomach all the time. Of just like, (laughs) something isn't right. Like there's, I have more for you. Um, But I, I pushed that away for months and months. And I was like, but I love Nashville like mm-hmm. my people are here you know like I'm doing the lord's work you know I was doing great missions but he just I kept hearing him be like I have more for you like you are relying on yourself you know like it's it's you're not as giving it up to me and so that is when I all of a sudden within a couple weeks span got rid of so many of my things, moved out of my home in Nashville, moved away from friends, left an amazing job that I had like worked my way up to at, you know, 24 years old. um, And so then I came home to my childhood home mm-hmm. at Back 24. in your little bedroom. Or- yep. At 24 with no job, none of my closest friends, you know, besides you guys, none of my closest friends. Um, just completely confused, didn't have this house, didn't have this community, this reputation, and just came back with nothing. And I truly believe that that was the Lord being like, you you put so much value on success in these things and these people. And Mm -hmm. some of them were so good, but you needed to trust me. And so it was in that season of just waiting and being like, well, you brought me back, but now what? And I think that was the hardest thing for me right. is I can – I've always related to your mom saying this of just being such a planner and wanting yeah. to be like, what's the next thing? I have it all planned out. You don't out. Want
0: to take that first step until you have the whole thing mapped exactly,
1: out. Exactly, exactly. So for me to just do this, quit this job, and leave everything behind and not have a plan was truly just trusting the Lord mm-hmm. and being like, your will be done. I don't know what that is. And so – I think that was one of the greatest things I learned is we always talk about that. Trust the Lord, trust the Lord. But what does that look like when every comfort, like security Uh blanket you have is stripped away? Right. And so that's what I experienced. It's
0: really easy to say, not really easy to do. Exactly.
1: And then doing it, what does that look like? Um, And so I just learned to be so patient. Mm. And the reality of it was it was difficult at first. But what the Lord then did to my life has been so amazing and the relationships it has like helped to redeem and glorify has just been tremendous.
0: Wow Dana this is such a great challenge for all of us to come to a place of complete trust in Jesus. So good. Now how would you describe what your relationship with Jesus looks like? at this moment, I know it's constantly changing, but how Mm -hmm. would you describe what it looks like now versus when you first
1: met him and first started learning about him? The biggest thing for me is just recognizing that we can have this beautiful personal relationship with Mm -hmm. the Lord. Like, yes, he is all these beautiful things of like a king and like strong and all these things, but he also is our father. And there is such beauty in that. And like being able to have that personal relationship with him was something I never knew I didn't know I could just pray and talk directly to him and like he was listening and answering and cared about all those little things I mean the story of like him leaving the 99 to like come follow us like that's so beautiful and Mm so I think for me it's just recognizing how personal our relationship with the Lord is and that like he cares for me like Mm -hmm. I have been through such difficult things in like the past couple of years and I just think the thing I constantly come back to and am reminded of is that like he cares for me and like he mm-hmm. wants all good things like praise the Lord on that
0: yes can you tell us a little about any struggles that you've gone through and mm-hmm. how God has used that to bring you to this place in your relationship with him yeah
1: Um, I like to say I've experienced a lot of things in life. Like I've, I'm getting the full experience while being here, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I think that is just so beautiful though, because the constant through it all is the Lord. And so, Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the biggest things that I've struggled with and dealt with, um, and it's just brought me to such my mission and call and just understanding people deeper. Um, it's just really struggling with anxiety. I think that's just such a buzzword now in like today's world of people, you know, discussing anxiety and depression and don't get me wrong. I'm in the clinical field and I I understand that. And there is reality and Mm -hmm. validity to that. Um, but that was just truly something that has weighed on my heart for the past. Like, six years and Mm -hmm. just been such an ailment and truly has been directly from the devil of just you know telling me these lies of like not being enough not being good enough not being safe like struggling with feeling truly safe and just anxiety creeping in um and just really working through that and having you know physical repercussions from it dealing Mm -hmm. with severe stomach pains to being in the hospital for ailments to taking five different medications a day to being the Lord just having like freedom from that of now not taking any medication for my stomach and like being redeemed that like yes it is not perfect but like I don't have to deal with that ailment anymore and like the Lord has just like sovereigned that um And then really just called me, like, to people and to understand and to have more empathy for people going through different things. Um, But I would say that would be the greatest thing in, like, the past couple years that has really just affected me is just dealing with anxiety and, like, how to navigate that and how to talk about that in the church and what does that look like. It can be debilitating. Exactly. It can be so debilitating. And, like, discussing these things, like, invisible – illnesses you Mm -hmm. know that like you don't see your like physical ailments or like recognizing that like a bad mind can be really difficult but remembering that like the Lord is there like I feel Mm -hmm. like some of the lowest times were in the midst of that but the Lord was still there and also like the people he brought around me like I feel like that was one of the greatest things Is just experiencing such loneliness and sadness but like the Lord then showing up the people and the exact time and the exact yeah. places that I needed yeah
0: I know the when you don't feel him it's easy to get this mindset of God doesn't care or he's not listening mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know or think that things are never going to change but right praise
1: the Lord you're off all the medication exactly and- exactly and just recognizing that like redemption and true freedom look so differently mm-hmm. and I think for me it was like Is my stomach and my anxiety perfect? No. And how am I still praying for complete, like, miracle and freedom from that? Yes, but also recognizing that there's, like, still beauty in that. Pain and that like true freedom it might not happen here on earth and that's okay like right. it's gonna be in heaven and like praise the lord for that like i can't wait like <laughs> hallelujah but like like you said it doesn't mean he's still mm-hmm. not here and he's not still present and right. like it is it is hard sometimes and like we want to snap our fingers right, and be like right. fix Everything me there. or yeah. do this god like that puppet that we want but that's
0: not the reality right. and like we wouldn't want that right and even though you know god doesn't cause any ailments or sicknesses Mm -hmm. he still can use those to not only grow us but
1: bring us closer to him right and like I think just the loneliness that I felt and just like that kind of like outcast mentality Mm -hmm. just because I felt like no one understood I really feel like that was just the Lord preparing my heart because now I just I feel so drawn to the people in the world that like the average person overlooks you know Mm -hmm. the person on the corner that is homeless and doesn't have food and people just ignore them because they see that or the person in class that's quiet and sitting in the back like or the person in a social setting that you can tell is overwhelmed and like maybe blurts out sayings or whatever doesn't have those social cues like I feel so drawn to those people Mm -hmm. to connect with them and make them feel seen because I knew what it felt
0: like to feel like that you having experienced feeling like the outcast feeling alone makes you more sensitive to when you see other people who are feeling the same way.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I'm like, I want to see you. And it's not because I want them. Like I want the Lord. I want them to be like, the Lord sees you and says you are good. Mm -hmm.
0: Becoming the person that you needed during your walk for other people, becoming that for other people
1: oh so true i didn't even think about that yeah that's great like being that person that i always wanted Mm
0: -hmm. i hope you have been encouraged and challenged as much as we have through dana's story but there's still more watch for part two where she tells about the work god has called her to do and how you can get involved in this area of ministry as well we'd love to hear your feedback on this episode and please hit the share button and help us get this word out so more people can hear it.